one, go. Welcome to episode one of the Get Ready Podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. Alongside me is Grant, and we're here to help you get ready for life's moments. Grant, how are we doing? I'm amazing. Yourself, Josh? I'm doing pretty well. It'd be hard to, hard to beat this. The only person I'd rather be hanging out with you than, than you is my wife. So other than that, we're great here. I think we're lucky we have our wives. Mine's bathing my kid right now, and uh, I've been granted the opportunity to come come execute a podcast with my bud. So uh, this is step one on our journey for the next uh, in perpetuity. Let's call it that. Yeah, and what we're trying to bring to our listeners today is just some, you know, standard life pro tips, some help in life, just guiding it. You know, I think we've had some great success early on in, in our careers and, and just life in general, personal and uh, professional. So we want to share that with you and hopefully be let, a, a little guiding light and help you get ready. Again, like I said, get ready for life's moments. So what are we talking about today? Well, today we uh, recently on our new Twitter thread released a, a thread. That's something we're going to be doing pretty frequently here over the next uh, probably weekly. We'll drop a, a thread and give you guys a, a thorough explanation based on our worldly views, where we've come from, uh, and ultimately help you guys land, uh, guys and girls, land whatever it is that you're seeking. And, and today, episode one, we've talked about how to approach uh, the industry and how to land your dream job. And uh, Josh, I'll, I'll let you take it. Yeah, so we kick off, you know, instead of doing blog posts, we try to do some Twitter threads. Why? They're a little easier to read. You can throw in some pictures in there, make it easy for everyone to kind of understand, um, and a little easier content to digest. So make sure after here, after you listen to this one, go, go follow the at Get Ready Pod. Real simple, at Get Ready Pod. Go check it out. Follow us off. But here we kick it off. You know, our careers make up a large portion of our lives. Instead of living for the weekend, let's take control and set out to make the most of it. Most people have what it takes but they just need a little guidance. You know? So let's get ready and let's break down how to land that dream job. Grant, what's our number one tip that we have to help us identify and then go pursue that dream job? Yeah, man, it, it starts with just figuring out what you want to do, not what you want to be. Um, you know, hence college, man. The whole selling point of college is to go somewhere for four years, figure out a direction, try things, meet people. Uh, Etc. and ultimately make a career out of what you uh, went to college for, right? Uh, now, I know this doesn't happen frequently as it should, but that's because people don't know what they want to do when they get to college. So if you can figure out what you want to do, not exactly what you want to be, it's a lot easier to get there. Do, do you want to do brand night? An example for me would be, you know, I went to college uh, and I floated around several different majors. You know, I first wanted to be a fireman, then I went into accounting, and then some other form of business. And ultimately, I landed on marketing. Uh, I tried some internships within marketing, uh, which ultimately landed me into sports marketing. But, you know, that's what I wanted to do when I eventually got there was sports marketing. You can obviously divvy that up between anything from brand marketing from, from Nike, uh, lifestyle marketing for Lululemon. Uh, sports marketing for any institution, whether it be college, pro, or Pop Warner. Uh, so at the end of the day, once I figured out my direction of what I wanted to do, not exactly what I wanted to be, it was a lot easier to achieve that goal. Yeah, and first off, you'd make a terrible firefighter. You are way too selfish, just, just for the record. <laughs> um, no, it's a really good point to, to figure out. You got to figure out what you want your daily responsibilities to be and what goals you're trying to achieve in that organization. 
Uh, me, I work in the scrap metal industry. I never would have picked that. But the roles that I get to do help grow business, develop new relationships, um, drive new, like, you know, ton of new product development. Like, I get to do ultimately what I set out to do. So I'm lucky in the regards that I found that position. But again, I didn't say like, well, I wanted to be the brand manager for Air Jordan. I said, no, I want to do, I want to create innovation. I want to try to change um, old ways of doing business, bringing us into the, you know, the new age of how we're doing business uh, versus in the scrap industry is right for that. So um, able to just figure out what, what we want to do and who we want like what we want to do, what roles, responsibilities is going to help us frame a very clear path to, to help us get to where we want to go. Yeah. So number I one, agree. so once we figure that out, what do we got to do from there? Next, you're talking about next, so figure out what you want to do. And then the next, you just got to, this is probably most important is being patient. We add this to our Twitter thread as the most important one uh, after you figure out what you want to do. Uh, ultimately, this is, you know, time has uh, has a duality to it, right? Uh, today's society, we just want everything now. Attention spans are less than a second. Everything's convenient, eased, fast, instant gratification. Well, from two professionals sitting in their young 30s, I can tell you, uh, business is the exact opposite of that. And, <laughs> I mean, it takes years to master something. And there's ultimately so many different layers of business that would require the Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours. You know, business is really broken down from a, a structural to a systematic to a political to a people kind of four corners uh, slice of the pie. And all those require some form of 10,000 hours to be proficient in. And that's where uh, being patient comes along because time, while you're younger, you believe you can be anything quicker in business. It's actually the complete opposite. Yeah. And time is really your friend. Time is a multiplier. So if you are good at something and you're able to learn something, the more time you put at it, the better you're going to get and the more prepared you're going to be. You know, some of the examples we have, uh, I think one that's wildly popular right now is uh, the stool president uh, Portnoy. You know, he's a fantastic example of he put years that people like think, oh, it was overnight success. No, that was 20 years of handing out newspapers on the subway in Boston. Like that's grind, but he knew he wanted to be and he was refining those tools. And that's why he's a wildly um, charismatic entertainer. And he's also got great opinions and he knows how to formulate his opinions because that's the business season. And just that time and repetition over and over and over and putting your head down and like just doing the work, that's what's going to help you kind of get there. So you got to be patient, rack up those skills, uh, understand you're not going to go find those skills, find out what skills you need to have and eventually you'll be able to deploy them. Yeah, to, uh, to jump on that, I mean, just think of the most important jobs in the world, right? The President of the United States. There's a minimum age requirement in order to be that position. And it has nothing to do with his knowledge base and everything to do with just pure experience and understanding what multiple generations know and your, your ability to regurgitate that information to a general public. Hopefully you're popular along the way. I don't know how popular our current one is, but uh, the, minimum the minimum age requirement is 35 and it's there for a reason. Same with being an NFL player, same with being uh, among any other position. Yeah, uh, well said. I mean, you have to have age restrictions at some, some point, and you, you got to have some experience, and that's what they talk about um, a lot in job postings. So uh, we got to have an idea now, right? we got to figure out what we want to do, and we got to be patient and start building up those skills. The next point is going to be, 
you know, chase management, not money. So having superior management and leadership is a really big bonus. Like understanding that if you work for like a superior manager, who's just head and shoulders above the rest of the people out in the market, you're going to pick up so many more skills. Yeah. I mean, mentorship has an infinite value. Once you find a mentor and you know, they want, they have to want to be your mentor too. Uh, it has infinite value. I mean, it's, it, I mean, I can use sports as an example because I work there. It, it's riddled all over sports with uh, uh, people succeeding based off of mentorship, whether it's their parent or some sort of guidance. I mean, look at the Manning brothers in the NFL. Look at Tiger Woods in golf. Steph Curry in the NBA. Uh, and all of them had successful parents who offered uh, invaluable advice that people pay $50, $150 an hour for just, just for a, a coach to do some practical movement. Uh, so that mentorship is has more value than you can ever put a dollar amount down if you're with them uh, at minimum 40 hours a week. Yeah. And something to elaborate on the mentors. Yeah. It is hard to find a mentor, but sometimes don't maybe ask for a mentor, just be around somebody who's really good at their job. And then you can start picking up things. And if you work like, and you can just call them up if they're at your business. And I'm lucky that we have a very like open door, open phone policy that I can pick up the phone, call the president and say, Hey, how do I engage in this business activity or how do I get this message through or, you know, how do, what's the best route or way to get people bought into this idea? And those are some things where he's not necessarily a mentor, but he's very, he's very willing to help me in finding people like that. And cause if you say, Hey, will you be my mentor? It's a lot. That's a lot of, it feels like, man, yes, I don't know what the, that seems like a lot of work. So if you just sit there and ping them, you know, once, twice a month on, Hey, can you help me out with this? Can you help me out with that? Or I just need your opinion for one. They're going to look, it's going to look very good on your part because you're saying, Hey, I'm struggling with something and I need some expert advice and I don't have all the answers. Yeah. I mean, that's a good way of putting it. Uh, you know, ultimately you can learn from someone who knows just like what you're going through. You know, all of our bosses probably are older than us and they've probably walked in our shoes before. Uh, so they'll give you realistic expectations. Uh, they'll open you up to things that you, you didn't even know were there in the beginning, like office politics, just the general path to success, how to handle other employees, basically what you alluded to. Um, that's why the old expression is, if only I you know, knew then what I knew now. Uh, and like I said, I'm a sports guy up front. I told you guys I love uh, sports. I work in college athletics. I do marketing. I, I love to resort things back to sports. Uh, a good example of this would be, you know, you look at us the NFL now, and we can specifically talk quarterbacks. There's Pat Mahomes and Lamar Miller. Those are great young competitors that everyone loves. But most people would argue that the best NFL players are still probably Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, just because those people have experience and they just know what they're doing. You could be late 30s and be way better than the 21-year-old who, who thinks he's Superman and is kind of Superman. Uh, even going further, in the last 10 NFL championships were won by old guys. The last two years, Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay, the 30-year-olds, got beat up by old men because they didn't prepare. They had no idea what they are going up against. Yeah, I think it's well said. And I think you and I have even had the conversation before where we laugh, you know, at 24 to 26, we thought we were ready to drive the boat. We thought we knew it. We thought we could do it. And then now, you know, we're in our early 30s and we're like, geez, I, I still have so much more to learn. And I take my company as an example. The youngest president was 38. Well, I'm 30. I got eight more years to pick up valuable skills. You know how much better I'm going to be at 38? Probably still won't be ready for the job, but I'm going to be immensely more talented and have significant more um, weapons and, you know, skills to draw from in the future. Yeah. I mean, it even goes as far as, as prioritizing your time. You know, when I was 
22 it was, it was girls and dating and you know bar scene on a saturday night with you yeah. uh you know looking fresh with the outfit all that stuff i mean it all took time uh to plan and do and execute away from time to do other things uh, and those are the people that are winning are you know the gary v's when he's 20 21 years old commuting from brooklyn to new york to work his dad's liquor store because he ultimately wants to buy the jets knowing that he can't be the quarterback uh, those people, like he always says, kind of eat it in their 20s and 30s to, be, to live the fruits of their labors later on in life. Yeah, so kind of reiterating that point, find good management. Don't necessarily hop around for you know cheap dollars. It's easy to get raises if you're bouncing around from companies, but if you find really strong management, stick with them. So now the next point, we've kind of already hit on this one with a little bit about be patient. We're going to reiterate experience. Experience isn't something you'll understand until you experience it. Put yourself in the situations to gain the skills needed. You need 10,000 hours. Skills in business are no different from coding to sales. At the end of the day, you have to get experience to have experience. Yeah. Uh, this, this, this one probably hit the deepest for me because like anybody in my twenties, I got humbled because I thought, uh, I could change a movement, change a sector, change an industry. And that's just, that's just not true. You know, you just need more time bullets and, and, and more, you know, words in your vocabulary. You know, I would say the, the easiest thing to learn in any business really is your job or, or task and what you're getting paid for. You do it every day. In theory, you should be doing it every day. Now adding... Wait, the people, uh, us and the people listening to this podcast, we're doing it every day. <laughs> There's a lot of people who say something. I'm like, well, you were just playing Fortnite for 12 hours a night. So I, don't, I don't believe you. But uh, when I say experience, I'm saying you, what you do every single day and what you get paid to do, uh, you, of course you know that the best. What you need experiences and the things that you don't do every single day, the things that your bosses are doing, other people in departments are doing. It takes still 10,000 hours to learn those jobs that you're not even doing. You're just kind of there on the peripheral or you're just kind of sidestepping into uh, once or twice a week. Now imagine over eight years. Yeah, you'll probably pick it up, but not overnight. So, you know, that's the, probably the easiest thing is to do your own job. The hardest thing is just to learn your department culture and the politics and the hierarchy. You just you have to know people, how they work with each other. And furthermore, how do they get the most out of them? That's really what our bosses and our managers are doing there. They're not really doing the job. They're, they're overseeing and managing the people doing the job. Yeah, and to elaborate on that, to make sure we, we make a point of it, experience isn't just the hard task, isn't just making a great spreadsheet, coming up with a great marketing flyer, isn't you know, just coming up with a great you know, sales pitch. A lot of experiences of soft skills. To be the managers, to be the you know, execs, you got to have a lot of soft skills, and you have to be able to get people to do um, things that they don't necessarily want and maybe they don't have the vision for um, so you have to be able to spur that on, which is you're not going to know how to do that until you just do it, fail, try again. That's kind of what experience really is. Covering experience, moving on from there, we, we start to, what we did is we kind of framed more mindset there in the first half, you know, figure out what you want to do, um, understand you got to be patient, um, you got to get experience with that, and then follow follow around good management now we're going to try to transition a little bit more into like the hard actual skills so when we talk about skills you got to research research the position and there are a handful of companies that do what you're looking for reach out to them identify some current you know people in those roles like what skills do they have uh, how do they get those positions and and try to figure out and like mirror and just map out kind of what they did yeah definitely i mean i think 
one example to that, it's pretty clear, you know, follow the people you want to, you want to be specifically the ones in their roles. One thing that you and I talk about a lot that I think a lot of, uh, uh, millennials, even Gen Zers to some degree aspire to be or, or venture capitalists. They want to be the ones funding it. They watch Shark Tank and think, how can I be that person? Uh, and they look at Kevin O'Leary and Mark Cuban and, and, and Chris Saka and all those people. And uh, the first thing you do to want to be one of those people is just read a lot of books, you know, read books, follow VCs who fund industries you like, learn how to get involved in that circle, you know, common names. If you're interested in VCing is Jason Calcanus. Uh, you know, Chris Saka does Uber, Peter Thiel is Palantir, PayPal, Tesla, Kevin Systrom did Instagram, follow those people, see how they got to their success, mirrors, mirror some of their successful traits that they have, whether it's communication, uh, marketing, sales, uh, engineering, if you have the ability. That's what's big too, is trying to figure out what you want to be. You know, if you want to be a venture capitalist, you need to find those venture capitalists and follow them in kind of, all right, that's what I need to do. What skills did they pick up? Um, you got to do your research. Um, one thing that I'll use an example from my life that worked out really well is when I was younger, I thought I wanted to work for Tesla and Apple. So what I did is I researched the actual position for like Tesla and like a, a procurement manager, a product, like a global supply manager, which was like buying and purchasing and ended up working out that they needed a scrap guy. Well, eventually long, long story short, I didn't want it. But what I did is I reverse engineered that job post and said that, Hey, this is what they want to see. They want to see these type of skills. They want to see, you know, this type of experience. And I'm like, well, do I have that at my current job? Yes, yes, no. Okay, well, I'm going to go get that no. I'm going to figure out what opportunity at the workplace that, that I could go experience and kind of steal that and say, yeah, I've done something like that. And it worked out very well. And I, I had a tremendous opportunity, but I decided that, you know, for personal reasons and ultimately for career reasons that to, to stay where I'm at. And it's worked out immensely again, because I have great management that I didn't want to leave because I still had so much more to learn. Yeah, it's a good example. Um, I never got an offer from Tesla, so I don't know what that feels like personally. But uh, working working in my industry in college athletics, uh, man, there's there's a million different colleges, right? So I work in marketing. So you want to work in marketing, sports marketing, college athletics? Well, just think there's there's about 326 schools that do that that offer a variety of sports from football to basketball to rowing to, to beach volleyball. Now there's about 60 schools that are in the power five that are fairly coveted jobs, but those jobs don't even start uh, at a director. You could be, you could be a marketing assistant, a marketing coordinator, an assistant director, an associate director, the director of marketing, associate AD. There's just an abundance of marketing positions within each marketing department across the whole collegiate landscape. So when you're trying to identify people in those jobs, uh, don't narrow it down. Don't, don't just say, I want to live in Arkansas and Indiana, because then you're going to be pretty finite in the listings you have. Just spread your web over the entire NCAA, figure out what you want to be. That's what I did. I applied for many different positions. I eventually got into Marshall in West Virginia. Never been there. Drove there eight hours, put everything in my car. Worked there for four years, crushed it. Drove, four, drove another 27 hours straight to Utah. Lather, rinse, repeat. If you're just flexible, mobile, ideally single. <laughs> uh, it helps. It does help. It'll, it definitely helps. Cool. So now we, we've done the research. We understand that there's a lot of opportunities out there. So now we need to figure out, all right, we figured out that's the position we want to do. 
that's who we want to be. Like, or that's the person that we want to emulate. Uh, then we move on to networking. You've got to go to local events where people, you know, you aspire to be like that. They, they go to these things, uh, use platforms like meetup, Eventbrite, uh, leverage your social capital, like on the internet and LinkedIn, go to those. Like if you move to a new city, find out people who went to your college and just start reaching out to them and said, Hey, I see what you're doing. I'm interested in learning more about you. Uh, you want to grab coffee on me? Um, something like that. Um, those are big ways to help you because you got to expand your network. That's really the best way to get a, the next level of job, um, is going through your network and saying, Hey, I'm a valuable person and this is why. Yeah. I mean, it, if you're already in an industry, it's as easy as just going to those industry conferences for me in athletics, there's something called NACTA. It's essentially just the governing body for all, uh, administrators and the external side of athletics who, you know, marketing, PR, uh, fundraising, ticketing, high-level CEOs, all of them kind of go to this conference. That's a one-stop week, week stay at uh, some hotel where you're essentially meeting all the like-minded individuals. So every little small detail, quirks and mannerisms that you have, people can share that with you. So I think just going to conferences in your own industry is incredibly valuable. Hopefully your company will pay for it. Uh, other items would be just symposiums, guest speakers. There's a lot of times if you live in a, at least a city with a, we'll just call it 150,000 metro, metro area population, you get a lot of uh, guest speakers that come out your way. We, we're fortunate to live near the Silicon Slopes where you can get a Mark Zuckerberg and uh, some other A and B level talent that come through to speak about their generational uh, successes. Yeah, networking is an important skill to learn and we'll we'll develop and we'll probably dive into actually how to do, be really good at networking in later events or later podcasts. Um, so we kind of got an idea. We got to do some research and we got to start networking and then we got to find, you know, we got to identify job postings and tailor your social identity and your career work to that. So that's the next step. So strip down kind of what I mentioned earlier got a little ahead of myself and talking about finding that role at Tesla or Apple and saying, okay, my skills match up very well with this role. Let's craft that LinkedIn profile a little bit more to that specific job post because then you start popping up in the search results. So when a recruiter for Apple or Tesla or Microsoft is looking for somebody with those skills, what happens is, is you pop up in the top, you know, candidates whenever they're searching for somebody with, you know, I need a software engineer who's excellent in Ruby on Rails and has developed X, Y, and Z program. Those are the type of things that you need to strip out. And that's how you figure out what skills you need to get. Yeah. At, at its core value, you're, you're just tailoring who you are as a person in the virtual world to the job that you want. It's, it's basically digital advertising. You know, Digital advertising is basically identifying keywords or categories that make up a segment of uh, the people who share that trait. Now it goes the same with recruiters. You know, recruiters are constantly looking people with that, you know, the hashtag marketing and sponsorship and sales. When they're looking for those people, uh, they'll eventually flood their inboxes uh, if they possess those skills or they show that they possess those requisite skills for the job. And then the next step is going to the interview, which this is really just to get you an interview. This isn't to get you the job. Yeah. And there's some more skills again that we will elaborate down further, further down the road, like drafting up a really good LinkedIn resume or LinkedIn profile and a resume, and then how to, how to crush an interview. Um, a lot of different things that kind of go into all these skills. But at the end of the day, people are like, well, I can't even get in the door. Well, you got to play the game, use the algorithms, <laughs> use the game, 
and, and play it to what what's going on. You can sit there and, and whine and complain, but at the end of the day, um, that's how it's done. So either join in and play the game or sit on the sidelines and cry about it. Yeah, this is important, guys. You know, give yourself a chance to even be in the consideration set. They're basically advertising looking for the right candidates. If you could just mold yourself to be within the spectrum of the right candidate, at least you're in the consideration set, and then you can start going through the one, the two, the three, the four, whatever those steps are to mentally prepare yourself for a said job. Yes, great, great points there. Moving on. Next item is don't limit yourself to one company. Um, ultimately, you need industry experience, but don't just say, I, I want to work for you know, Nike as the CMO. We're picking big companies because it's easier. Um, I want to be the CMO at Nike. Well, what if you're the CMO at like Allbirds or what if you're the CMO at Puma? Like You can work up the ranks. Um, just say, I want to be the CEO in a fashion apparel company. That's a better idea and that'll help you eventually pick out like the skills needed again to be really good at that job and what they are going to want to see when they do go higher from those jobs. Um, you know, CEOs in 2020, uh, like over 60% of them were hired outside of the organization. So what happened is, is they were looking for the skills. They saw that inside the organization, they didn't have any. So they went outside who relates well across, you know, our platform, not our platforms, but across our industry. You know, an example is Bed Bath & Beyond went to Target and hired Mark Tritton, who is the chief merchandising officer. So he has a lot of experience in managing retail stores. So they brought him in to kind of fix their retail source situation. So don't limit yourself to just being one person at one company. Yeah, I a thousand percent agree. You know, I've worked in college athletics for the better half of, let's just call it 12 years, maybe, maybe 14 years. I've worked for five different companies. Uh, athletic departments would be a better word for it. Uh, they all do things differently. I would say I made a lot of lateral movement. I've been in several lateral movements knowing that I can make the, amount, the same amount, but I have a greener pastures ahead. And uh, eventually I got to the point where a lot of the criteria that we're going through with, with our audience, I, I hit with it. It was good management. I was making good money. There's a lot of good experience on the table. I could be handed things. Uh, that I wanted, my growth patterns were there. Uh, ultimately, it's a Power Five conference, so all these things aligned. But it took me about five schools to get there, and I would say the four that I left, it didn't matter. You know, I think anybody at the lower level is pretty replaceable in every industry. I think get the requisite skills, move up, and eventually, if you want to work for Nike, you've probably worked for Adidas and Lululemon um, and Under Armour before that, because they all work in the same industry. They just have a different logo on their chest again so don't limit yourself to one organization look to make lateral moves and kind of get that industry experience so you can be ready for the opportunity uh, our last and final point a little cliche but we we think it's important you need to fake it until you become it yeah no this is my favorite one you know the old saying fake it till you make it i agree with that but eventually you have to become it and that's why we changed it to fake it till you become it you know if you get the position you want uh, it's a lot harder to stay there if that position is a competitive position in any industry. So you got to stay there, you got to learn it, and then it'll hopefully be two, three, four steps ahead of your competition. And a lot of that tends to be just having successful traits, you know, just, just reading every night, getting some sleep, uh, being engaged with friends, being a socialite. I think that's something you and I do really well is we socialize with a lot of different people. Uh, you just get general knowledge across different backgrounds. You just learn how to 
uh, a cope in different places and different just situations. So, you know, fake it, which is fine. This, this can get you there, but if you don't become it, then this isn't really going to last all that long. Yeah. You can work backwards, kind of figure out who, who's that, you know, Joe Ingalls, uh, he got into his role at the marketing, um, director at the Utah jazz. Well, how did he get there? Well, Oh, he went and worked for a marketing department of a single a baseball team. And then from there he jumped to like a division two uh, college athletics. And then from there he went on and did like a stint with the, at like a private industry organization where he worked in athletic apparel doing some marketing. And then he made the jump back and finally get that job at, at, at the jazz that he's always wanted. That's kind of the, the path that you can see and you can just go on LinkedIn, which is great. Most of these people are on there and they have their career history. So just figure it out. Like it's right there for you. You have to want to do it. It doesn't take much work, but if you're listening to this podcast, you're, you're the type of person that wants to do things. <laughs> or you have similar minds like us. We started a podcast. We just wanted to give you what we knew. I think one of the most important things in life is being a teacher. Uh, it doesn't matter what kind of teacher you are, a grade school teacher, uh, a primary school teacher, heck, you could be a Boy Scout, uh, do a podcast, teach people what you know. That's it, exactly what the world needs is more teachers. And, and Josh and I decided that uh, this would be a fun podcast to do with you guys. And I think to go all the way back to the beginning, the, the key advice I want to start with is just pursue something you're interested in. Hopefully you understand the basics of that industry. Uh, you enjoy the labor. That's important. important. You actually enjoy doing it. And it's realistic, you know, don't be 5'11 with a dad bod trying to get through the NBA. Try to own the team. Don't get through the NBA. Yeah, that's a great point. What, what we hear a lot is, oh, you're so lucky or this person got lucky. Well, what we're trying to do is we're trying to help you get lucky because luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. So get ready. <laughs>